Welcome to the Labor Force Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Strukin, proud member of New York State United Teachers, celebrating 50 years this year. Hospitals and other healthcare providers in New York would be banned from reporting medical debt to credit agencies under a bill passed this week by the state's legislature, a measure intended to limit the damage that illness and injury can do to someone's financial health. If signed by Governor Kathy Hochul, the law would make New York the second state, after Colorado, to prohibit medical debt from being collected by credit reporting agencies or included in a credit report. It would make you laugh if it wasn't so unconscionable. Maybe it still does. It's an angle I never considered, having never been burdened this way, but you sure know it if you have. National credit reporting agencies had already voluntarily agreed not to report medical debts under $500, but advocates say additional protections are needed. Yeah, we won't give you quite enough rope to hang yourself, but you're still standing at the gallows. $500 is absolutely nothing in the scope of medical costs when you have a serious problem. What a joke. It really makes you wonder the exact circumstances in which they arrived at that arbitrary number just so they could bloodsuck every poor sucker subject to this for-profit health care debacle of ours. A bad credit report often means difficulty renting a house, of course, buying a car, or securing a loan. And unlike someone whose credit is damaged by reckless spending or a bad investment, people often find themselves hit with huge unexpected medical bills simply because they've suffered from disease or injury. Medical debt is different than other debt. It's spontaneous. It doesn't reflect someone's creditworthiness said Assemblymember Amy Paulman, a Brooklyn Democrat. Put it this way, I've bought two houses and four vehicles in my adult life. I was forced to sell the first house at a loss thanks to the Great Recession. That was a blow. It took 11 more years of renting to buy the second one last summer, and my wife and I are working mighty hard not to be house-rich and cash-poor. One car was used, while the others were new. I once received nothing for a trade-in because the car had over 100,000 miles, so my credit score has been very consequential for those big transactions and all the ups and downs anyone might have navigating the gauntlet of capitalism. You throw a huge medical bill into that mix, and good night. In at least a dozen states, lawmakers have introduced legislation aimed at curtailing the financial burden that comes with medical debt. Some of those bills would keep medical debt from tanking credit scores and create medical debt relief programs, while other proposals would protect personal property from collections. Colorado's law stops medical debt from being included on credit reports and factored into credit scores, except under very narrow circumstances. An estimated 100 million Americans have amassed nearly $200 billion in collective medical debt, according to the Kaiser Family Foundation. New York's legislation would impact about 740,000 adult New Yorkers and their families who had medical debt and collections on their credit reports as of February 2022, according to a study done by Urban Center a think tank that conducts economic and social policy research. And surprise, surprise, some Republican lawmakers fear the legislation could have unintended consequences. Republican Assemblymember Josh Jensen, who voted against the bill, said that while there is a need to ensure emergency medical debt doesn't haunt people, the legislation is too expansive and should not apply to non-emergency care. There's a concern that people could incur an amount of debt with no intention to pay it back, rather than the intended reasoning of the legislation to ensure people who need that critical care can get it without worrying the debt will follow them around forever, said Jensen. 
Ah, the personal accountability piece. That word, incur, is a sharp-tongued verb, which means to become subject to something unwelcome or unpleasant as a result of one's own behavior or actions. So if I'm in a bad car accident due to someone else's recklessness and am badly injured, and I'm brought to the hospital in an ambulance and treated, all those costs can be reported to credit agencies? How much for just the ambulance ride, I wonder? As usual, easy to say for someone above the fray with top-notch health care. The bill would go into effect immediately if signed by Hochul, a Democrat. Medical debt is a serious problem that creates a crushing burden for many New Yorkers and unfairly undermines their financial security, Chuck Bell, advocacy program director for nonprofit Consumer Reports, said in a statement. This bill protects the right of New Yorkers to obtain the health care services they need without fear of having their credit records unfairly ruined. Even so, while you can cut off an arm, you ultimately have to slay the beast. We need Medicare for all. Anybody working in healthcare knows, right? I mean, like, you know, the, the illnesses and the diseases are hard enough. They take it out of you enough, right? And then you, on top of that, you're being put through this system that says, well, you're worthy of this. You're deserving of that. You're not really quite deserving of this next piece. I take my daughters to the public library, right? And it's like nobody is scrutinizing that oh, your dad is a doctor and he makes such and such amount of money, so you're eligible for getting these kinds of books, but not these kinds of books over here. If you want to get these, you know, these services, you need to do it. It's none of that, right? Like you walk in and you get to like just explore your mind in your education. I would love to see that for healthcare. Now I'm going to present to you that we don't have a healthcare system. We call it a healthcare system, but it's not a healthcare system. It's a collection of for-profit centers with varying quality of medical care where the idea is really to gain profit out of the system, not to take care of people. This fight, again, in my view, is not a healthcare fight. I think it is virtually impossible for anybody to defend a system which is so expensive and leave so many people uninsured and underinsured. And very few people do try to make that defense. What our fight is about is a political fight. It's an economic fight. It's a fight that requires us to take on extraordinarily powerful special interests who really could care less if people live or die, whether they suffer or not. For them, the bottom line is their bottom line. And what I want to say as an elected official is at the end of the day, it's not going to be Pramila and I who are going to help lead this fight. It's going to be you. And the good news is that what we're seeing all across this country is more and more doctors' organizations and more and more nurses' organizations and numbers are saying, you know what? We can't do our job under this dysfunctional system. Our job is to treat our patients not to make money for the insurance companies and the drug companies. So thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the show, you can find Labor Force on Spotify for podcasters and select a level, starting at just a dollar a month. Also, please share, rate, and review to help others find the show. You can listen anywhere you get your podcasts. Until next time, take care and stay union strong.